0: The purpose of Jesus was a kingdom on earth, in the hearts of men. Rediscovering the kingdom will defy almost every concept you have about religion. The message of Jesus was a message of a kingdom from heaven on earth that was the message of Jesus your thinking will be rearranged and your life empowered as Dr. Miles Monroe shifts the focus away from religion toward the ultimate issue the kingdom of God Jesus came to restore these kings who lost their kingship and their kingdom Let us now join the Seminar in Progress. Night. I woke up this morning early because I wasn't sure if I ever, ever went to sleep. And I told my wife in the bathroom, I said, something strange happened to me last night. I'm not sure I slept. I had a weird night. I was in the word last night, probably from 6 p.m. until 2 a.m. in the word, trying to find the heart of God to understand the kingdom. And then at 2 a.m. I went upstairs, I went to bed, and I lie down, and somebody came in my room. Gotta be somebody. And just talk to me all night. You ever had them? No, you never had an kind of experience. This person just talked to me all night. I'm talking about clear dictation. I think I probably experienced that once in my life before. Clear. I mean, the whole night I was spoken to last night. I woke up and they were still talking to me. I went to the bathroom, they were still talking to me. This person was talking to me and was explaining to me the kingdom of God. I knew who it was. But all night, just talking to me. I mean, I I was wondering, when am I going to go to sleep? Because I need to sleep. And this person just kept talking to me and gave me an understanding. Of the kingdom that I never knew. I knew it was the Holy Spirit. I came to the office this morning, got here a little early, my office, and he started talking to me again, just talking to me. And he said to me, you will understand the kingdom Like you've never done before. I'm going to try and teach you what he taught me. You interested? You know, when your pastor has an encounter with God, it's for you. Tell your neighbor, thank God. Some of you have been praying for me. God spoke to me. This will This will take i 'm sure a few months. God can speak to you in one night and it lasts a year. I want to speak tonight I me mean to today on rediscovering the kingdom. Please take notes i 'm going to not get through the first sentence he gave me it 's so potent. I want to welcome our friends joining us by television around the world and We are happy that you've come to be a part of our session today as we study the series this year of Kingdom Leadership and understanding the Kingdom of God. And today we want to deal with the subject, Rediscovering the Kingdom. Say that with me. Rediscovering the Kingdom. I want you to get a clean page in your notebook because I want this to be a fresh connection to what you've been going the series before now. Rediscovering the kingdom. The goal of God is the restoration of man's earthly leadership. That's what God is after. And so, as we take a look at this, this morning, I want to make a few comments about The purpose of our faith. The purpose of our faith, or our belief as we call it, is the restoration of the rulership of God on earth through mankind. Can you write that one statement down because that is the heart of the faith, the belief that we have. The word faith simply means belief. The purpose of our belief, our faith, is the restoration of the rulership of God on earth through mankind. Second thing I heard from him was this. The message of Jesus was a message of a kingdom from heaven on earth. That was the message of Jesus. It's a very simple statement. The message of Jesus was a message of a kingdom of, of from heaven on earth. Third statement I heard, the desire and passion of Jesus was the establishment of a kingdom on earth. That was his passion, his desire. His passion and desire was not to get you to heaven. That was not what motivated Jesus. That was not his driving force. That is the driving force of religion. Religion wants to get us off of earth. Jesus' passion and his deep desire was not to get man out of earth, but rather to establish a kingdom on earth. And I heard this statement, the purpose of Jesus was a kingdom on earth in the hearts of men. The purpose of Jesus, His ultimate intent was the kingdom of heaven in the hearts of men. I was reading my Newsweek and Time magazine this week as I always do every week. I read about five magazines a week, try to keep in touch with what's going on and one of the major stories was the growth and the aggressive and even hostile attack of Islam in different parts of the world. They are burning down churches, breaking down statues, they are killing Christians and Hindus And if you're watching this program you know it's happening probably in the newscast coming on after me. And I kept wondering do they serve the same God we serve? Anytime Christianity becomes motivated To take over physical territory at the point of killing people. They have just ceased to be the church. Because God is not in the business of killing people, burning up buildings and destroying property. The kingdom of God is not an invasion of Physical land mass. We're not trying to take over Jamaica. Guyana. We're not trying to invade Grenada. We're not trying to, to invade Nigeria. We're not going in to, to, to stake out boundaries on physical land. That's not the way God's kingdom works. God's kingdom it wants to invade a territory but not physical land earth, it wants to invade hearts. And that's what separates us from the other religions. And I think whenever Christianity reduces itself to physical territory attacks and trying to to stake out property for the... Kingdom of God, then that ceases to be the church that Jesus started. Please listen to me carefully. I heard this from the Lord. This is not about taking over physical territorial boundaries. Our kingdom is bigger than that. Our kingdom belongs to the whole earth. It's already in the hands of our father. God is not trying to get China. He's not trying to get Barbados. God is not trying to get Canada. The earth is the Lord's already. Everybody say earth. The kingdom of God is not after earth. In the sense that it wants to own property. The kingdom of God is after the world that affects earth. And that is why our kingdom is... Not of this world. I heard this. The gospel of the kingdom is the good news about a kingdom. The gospel of the kingdom is the only true gospel. Boy, he sure said this loud to me. Anything else you preach is not the true gospel. The true gospel is the gospel or the good news of the kingdom of God. There's no other gospel. And I must confess that I've been brought up in a religious environment here in my country where I've heard a lot of things preached most of my life, but never heard the kingdom. Thirdly, I heard this. The kingdom is not heaven. Even though heaven is a kingdom. The kingdom that Jesus preached it's not us going to heaven. As a matter of fact, he preached the complete opposite. He preached that heaven was coming to earth. When they asked him how they should pray, his answer was, when you pray, pray according to this pattern. He established a pattern for us. First he says, our father. And that alone is loaded right there. You never come to God and say my father because God is never selfish. You bring people with you when you come. It's always our father. He belongs to everybody who are where? In heaven. That's an important pattern. He's telling us that the father is not on earth. Our father who are in heaven, he located the father for us and he's not on earth. He said, when you pray, do not address God on earth, address Him in heaven, and heaven is not far away from here. Heaven is right in the next realm. If you die, you're instantly there. It's in the unseen world. That's how close God is. He said, don't address God as being on earth. He is in the other realm. Then he says, respect God, hallowed, holy is your name. Holy means pure without ulterior motive. Your name, name means reputation or being. God, there is no ulterior motive in you. You are pure. He said, when you approach God, remember that God ain't playing no games with you. He means exactly what he says. He says exactly what he means and he keeps his word. Approach him with that kind of conviction. Now watch the next statement. He says, when you pray, pray this way. Thy kingdom come not leave but come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Two words to make a note of will. The word will is the same word in the Hebrew and the Greek language that is the word purpose. What is purpose? Thy purpose be done. Purpose is what? Original intent. God, do on earth what you originally intended to do. He says, pray that every time you pray. God, let your original intent be done on earth just like it is in heaven. Don't take earth to heaven, Lord. He says, pray for what's happening in heaven to happen on earth. God originally wanted earth to be just like heaven, not earth to come to heaven. Are we clear? Are you listening? Thy purpose will be done on earth as it is in heaven. God's desire, original purpose was to have happen on earth what's happening in heaven. Thy kingdom come. I checked out my reference in my computer and discovered that over 100 direct references to the kingdom is in the gospel, over 100. In other words, Jesus only had one message, it was this message, the kingdom of God. And when I checked again, I noticed that everybody preached it. I gave a list, here. you want to write them down. John the Baptist preached the kingdom of God. Jesus, of course, preached the kingdom of God. Paul preached the kingdom of God. Would you believe Moses also understood and preached the kingdom of God to the people? How about David? David preached the kingdom of God. Isaiah preached the kingdom of God. And the kingdom shall have no end, Isaiah says. And the government of the kingdom shall be upon his shoulders. And of his kingdom there will be no end. That's Isaiah chapter 9. I mean, everybody understood the message except us. We keep preaching, go into heaven, everybody else had it right. Daniel preached the kingdom of God. Thank you Holy Spirit. And Miles Monroe preaches the kingdom of God. I'm glad I'm on the hall of fame. That's a pretty good list to be with. Say neighbor, and I preach the kingdom of God from this day forward. Let's see a few examples of who preached the kingdom of God. Exodus chapter nineteen, Moses preached the kingdom of God when Moses brought the people out of Egypt. They gathered in the wilderness, and his first instructions from God. Is found in Exodus chapter 19. In that discourse, God said to Moses, here's what I want you to tell the people in verse 1 of chapter 19. He says, gather the people and say these words unto them. And then in verse 5, he gave most of these instructions. Tell them if you obey me fully and keep my covenant, Then out of all the nations, you will be my treasured possession. God's talking to the multitude of people, over a million of them. Although the whole earth is mine, says the Lord, you will be for me a kingdom of priests and a holy nation. These are the words, Moses, you are to speak to the Israelites, end quote. Can you please write in your notes, kingdom of priests, kingdom of priests. Whenever God says something, it's always pregnant. God says, Moses, my first creation was Adam and Adam was my kingdom on earth. took the kingdom contract, committed treason, and gave it up to an unemployed cherub, and now there's another person ruling the earth, Lucifer, and he is the ruler of the kingdom of darkness. I've called Abraham after that, the great-grandson of Noah, who started the human race again, and I want to to put my kingdom back on earth and so I told Abraham to leave his father's house and come to me Genesis chapter 12 verse 1 and 2 and 3 and I will bless him and I will make him what? a great nation and this nation shall bless the nations is that in your Bible? Genesis 12 verse 1 through 6 and Abraham shall have a nation out of him. And that nation shall bless the nations and all the nations of the earth shall be blessed in that nation. Yes Holy Spirit. God lost a nation named Adam. He saved a nation named Noah. Now he wants to redeem the nations through Abraham. Who did God promise to, to redeem the nations through? The nation. Didn't he? You all look at him like you know sure. Please turn to Genesis chapter twelve. Oh, he spoke to me. You are sitting at the beginning of a global revolution. I promise you, don't take lightly any time I get up to speak from this day forward, because He spoke to me. And those who receive it first are the ones who usually reject it. Don't be among them. Genesis chapter 12. Then the Lord said to Abraham, leave your country, your people and your father's household and go to the land I will show you. I will make you into a great nation. And I will bless you. Why? I will make your name great. Why? And you will be a blessing. Why, Lord? I will bless those who bless you. Why? And I will curse those who curse you. Why, Lord? And all the people of the earth, all the nations of the earth will be blessed through you who's God after who's he after the nations he's not really interested in Abraham he's trying to get the nations back but he's gonna set up a program to get him back. He's gonna use this man as a conduit to provide a seed who will produce a nation. And Abraham's son was what? Isaac. Isaac had two sons, Esau and Jacob. God told Jacob, I'm gonna choose you. He changed his name to Israel. Jacob had 12 boys. These were called the 12 tribes or sons of Israel because his name was changed to Israel. So we had 12 tribes and this became the nation that went into Egypt. So the nation that's supposed to win the world is in bondage in Egypt because of famine and of course you know how they got there through their younger brother Joseph who became the prince of Egypt who fed them and protect them. You see God was preserving what? The nation that's supposed to win the nations. But there arose a Pharaoh who did not know Joseph and this Pharaoh began to oppress God's nation that's supposed to win the nations. God told them because of your faithfulness and because of my faithfulness you will be in bondage for 430 years and on the very day 430 years after they've been in Egypt the very day God went to Moses and said Moses the time is up let's go get the nation who's supposed to win the nation. So Moses comes He tells the people the message, it takes a while to influence them, they finally agree, they come out, God miraculously brought them out of Egypt, we know the story, and now they are in the wilderness, and the words of God, look at that, God says, Now, if you will obey me, fully obey me, and keep my covenant, then out of all the nations, you're gonna be my treasured possession, and although the whole world and the earth is mine, you will be a kingdom, of priests and a holy nation my friends kingdom and priests are two opposite statements that's why I want you to write it down the word kingdom you get it down is referring to rulership king kingdom is referring to the ruler, the executive of the kingdom. The king is the one who carries out the dictates and executes his judgment in the land or his territory. The king is a royal position. Please write that down. A king is a it's an administrator. He is a, a royal executive. It's a king. God says the whole nation shall be a kingdom. Now the word priest creates a problem. Priest is not a king. The priest is, write this down, the spiritual representative of God. So the priest is responsible for the ministry of spiritual things. The priest stands between God and the people. The priest represents God to the people and the people to God. the the priest is the one responsible for spiritual well-being of the nation. I have a mystery here. Yes, he spoke to me. He said, my intent was for Adam to be both king and priest. You know, ever since the fall, We've been trying to separate these two. And God's original plan was for both of these to be in the same person. Adam had no king. And he had no priest. Because he was both. Talk to me. God told Adam, you dominate. And then God says, I'll walk and talk with you in the cool of the day. One is administration and one is spiritual. Adam lost that. And now God destroys the earth with water, saves Noah, begins a new human race through Noah. His grandson Abraham is called out, God's going to create a new nation, a new Adam, and his first words to them was, I still want what I always wanted. I want a priest with a crown. You all hear me. See, the problem with democracy, the reason why democracy is not biblical. The reason why Republics are not biblical. The reason why no form of government on earth as we know it is biblical is because they separate the king from the priests. And they've done it so effectively that even the church is afraid to be king. I was on a one hour radio interview in Ghana last week. The most powerful radio station in the country. Then they say 40, 50 million people listening to me. And then they called in to ask me some questions. Because they heard that I had influence in some of the countries in Africa with some of the leaders of countries. And they asked me a question. Uh, shouldn't the church stay out of politics? I asked them a question, that was my answer, was a question. As I say, ask you a question. If you vote an unrighteous man in, and the unrighteous man creates an unrighteous legislation that stops worship, who's responsible? If you voted an unrighteous man in, and he makes a policy, that is legislation, that puts homosexual teachings in your school and books with naked people in your school for your kids to, to learn from and then you get mad at the books, who's responsible? If you vote a man into power and he passed a law, a legislation that teaches your children at age eight and nine that they must protect themselves with a condom And to show them videos, yes, videos in the school on how to have sex at age 8. Who's responsible? Separation of church and state is basically separation of priest and king. And God says, that's not what I want. I want a nation that is a kingdom of priests. God don't want some of y'all to be kings and some to be priests. That's schizophrenia. That means when I need a when I need an offering, I gotta go look for you because you see I'm a king. <laughs> this is God's plan. Moses preached a kingdom of priests. I like the way. The King James puts it, it says, For you shall be unto me a royal priesthood. That's impossible. That's like Queen Elizabeth being the head of the church. See, the British was trying to do it. Boy, they somehow got in there and they took away and made prime minister. And so the attitude now is, the prime minister of a country in democracy can say to the church, I don't need to listen to you. And so the prime minister, who is supposed to be the king representative, he makes decision without spiritual advice. Do you know why David was such an effective king? The man was a worshiper. Y'all talk to me. The Bible says, the only, man y'all listen to me. The only king that God said would be the throne that Jesus sits on.